Also, I want to I just give you a couple uh, quick announcements that we're on here. If you didn't make it to our Connect Four classes this week, it's not too late to come in. Membership, foundations, and leadership. Okay, if you have not become a member yet, we want you to go to that first class. It's not too late to join us this sun next Sunday coming up. So if you missed the class, don't condemn yourself. Just come on out. Uh, if you're looking to be what you want to know about uh, Grace Point Church, that's a great place to start. Okay, so I want to let you know on foundations, if you missed the class, just come on in. Next week, we're going to be giving, if you're in foundations, our spiritual gifts test. So we get to find out everyone's spiritual gifts and put them to work. And uh, we got two couple people in our leadership class. If you want to go to our leadership class, we're going to put them to work when they're done because they're going to learn how to be life group leaders and we're going to put them out there. Yeah. So we love to uh, take you and take you from one place to another. And if you even think you're a mess, we want you to know that God considers you a message. And that's how we see in you as a message to the world. So I really want to encourage you on that. Also, it's not too late to bring in some more cornflakes. And uh, I like cornflakes. So um, next week, we're going to have some more bags out here. But if you, it's not too late to bring some during the week. Bring them out here. We want to go ahead and be a blessing to our community, especially for the food drive and Easter coming up. Again, um, we're serving over all these uh, counties who don't have 50,000 people li living at the poverty or below the poverty level. So we want to be a blessing. We want to be the church. We don't want to play church. We want to be the church. So we want to go ahead and bring things out and bless people. So uh, it's not too late. If you have a, about $5, you can go to HEB and get you a can of beans. Woo! Amen? So, amen. <laughs> so anyway, I want to welcome you to our fourth installment of Modern Family, it ends this week, and we start next week, uh, I Doubt It, which is the word, I, uh, the scripture, we're gonna, I mean, one of the uh, themes of our message next week is I Doubt It, then we're going to our Grace Anatomy for the Easter. How many are excited Easter is coming? <laughs> All right. How many here have at least three people on your list that you're going to invite for Easter service? I got two handshakes, hands up. <laughs> How many... Believe that Grace Point Church is awesome. Yeah. How many want to share this experience with a lot more people? Yeah. I got half the people. How many are afraid of people? Yeah. Well, great. They're afraid of you also. We were thinking about giving you cards, but the best card, as Paul said, the best epistle is the person inviting the person. Don't be afraid to step up and invite. Everyone's looking to do something good at least twice a year. Christmas and Easter. This is easy. Say you can do something good here at Grace Point Church, and we'll feed you some snacks. But really, no. God called us to reach the world and reach our community and reach our neighbors. And what he did, he put people here on earth with hands and feet to spread out to invite folks, to love folks. So don't forget that. It's easy, sometimes we forget, we get going, moving in life. At least find three people to invite to church. And don't be afraid, they wanna do something good this part of the year. Easter and Christmas is our freebies, amen? amen. So, that was my commercial. Anyway, what we're gonna do today is talk about Modern Family Foundations. If you've been checking out our series, you can go online and get the rest of them. We started off with forgiveness. Second one, we started with flexibility. Third one, we talked about function, which was last week. And this one, we're going to talk about foundations. Now, if you looked at the series, you'd say, Pastor Rich, you should have flipped it. 
But what I did, I put it different because I want the last message to let you know unless we get this right, the other three don't count. Because there is about talking about who is our foundation? What is our foundation? What are we building our lives upon? Who are we building our lives upon? And that's what I want to spend a few minutes today talking about, foundations. I recognize that the very foundation of society and the heart of the church is this family. Remember I said this last week. So goes the family. So goes the church. So goes the community. So goes our nation. So goes our world. And we know, we recognize that the families are constantly under attack. Because we recognize if I could take a man and one wife, a husband and wife, and split them up, I can tear up four generations. And we recognize that family is the foundation of society. If you look in history, nations fell because the families fell. God created us to be family from the very beginning. That was his plan. Said Adam, here's the garden, work. Number two, here's your wife. I love this part, be fruitful and multiply. It's in the Bible. Y'all talk about this on Friday and Saturday, you know you do. Think about it. Because the strength of a structure will be determined by the foundation. The strength of the structure will be, be determined by the foundation. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24 to 27. Just before we go, I want to set this up. Jesus just finished talking about the Sermon of the Mount, preaching the sermon from chapter 5 all the way to 7. He's ending his Sermon on the Mount. And I love it because he says, you heard it say, but I say. You've heard it said, but I say. Because a lot of learning is about de-learning first so you can relearn something new. And then he ends his statement. He ends this beautiful sermon, this discourse, with these last three scriptures, last four. And let's read these. Starting in verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it was founded on the rock. Amen. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the flood came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And you see the wise man and the foolish man. If you look up in the Greek, the foolish word is almost, which you get the word moron. Now, I'm not calling you a moron. The Bible is. <laughs> that key word means we get the word moron from it. And yet God's calling you a moron. No, anyway, not really. He calls us morons all the time if we don't do what he says. You'll see a, a series of twos here. And we'll talk about those twos. Because he recognized something. After he finished the Sermon on the Mount, he says, he recognizes everybody's building on something. Everyone's building on something. And he says, you got to build your life upon 
me. If you're single and you're a young lady and you're in college and you left your parents' house, you were built upon their foundation. Then you got to college and said, this is kind of different than what my mom and dad said. So you got to establish your own foundation. Guys too. And you're like, wow. And it takes time to build on a found, to make a, build a foundation. Now what can happen if you're young or if you're old? We, and we do this. I see this in America. We build our lives on other people. On celebrities. I know I'm a leader here. I don't want you to build your life on me. I want you to build your life on Jesus. We redo that. Because if that person, something happens to them, our faith fails. If you've been married for some time, you can have the habit of thinking about those songs, you're my everything. You cannot build your life upon your wife. Husbands, you can't, I mean, wives, you can't build your wife, your life upon your wife. You can't. It's impossible for them to meet that need. You must be both on Jesus Christ. A foundation. You know, there's a difference between foundation repair and foundation replacement. A lot of us will come to church and we want to keep the same foundation. You want God to jack it up and repair it. And what God does when we give our life to Christ, he replaces the old with the new. That means you've got to fully give your life to Jesus and build your life upon him. We've seen it in sports. When one guy builds his life on the catch or on when he wins the Super Bowl, and they're no good afterwards if they miss the catch or they didn't make it. And you watch them on ESPN, that's the guy who missed the shot. That's the guy who missed it. And they fall apart because they built their life on some type of sport that will not last versus building your life upon Jesus Christ who will last today and forever. And I want to encourage you, young, old, build your life on the rock. Not a, and if you're in ministry, it's tough. As a pastor, I can build my life on my performance. Or I can build my life on ministry. You can hear it when you hear people say, my ministry, my ministry, you lost it. Because now you built your life upon that ministry. Like Colin Powell said, don't build your life on a position because when they take it, you'll fall. You build your life on the rock. I keep hammering that because we're all building on something. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 3.11, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. I love that. Foundations affect every area of our lives. What you believe, you will play out in public. Who taught you that will be played out in society. If it's cracked, you're going to have a cracked life. Come on, somebody. Everything, how we see relationships, how we see everything is about how we see where we stand on this foundation, on Jesus. If this foundation is of gifts, you'll live your life 
trying to do gifts the rest of your life, and you'll never experience Jesus. Everything in our lives. Now, I love Jesus Christ. I love God, because they say he's God more than a second chance, third chance. If you, built, you start your marriage off on a bad foundation, God will replace that for you. But you got to go to him to replace it. You can't go to therapy to repair it. Because it's not, there's only two of them. There's one that's sandy and there's one that's solid. And we know West Texas with the dirt we live in. Don't spend your money trying to quick fix that foundation. It'll shift again. Go get you a new house. And check the foundation out first. That is a sermon I'm going to probably preach in about three weeks. Two, look right here. Two types of builders. One who's wise and obey, and one who's foolish and hears only. He talks about it. Those who are wise will obey, and those who are foolish hear only. Now, I love this because I want to I make it simple for you. If you're a parent, you recognize this. You tell your son or your daughter, clean your room. And what are they supposed to do? Right? They don't say, hey, mom, dad, what did you mean by that? <laughs> mom, dad, I'm going to have some friends over and have a Bible study about what you said. Hey, mom, can you tell me that in the Greek? What you meant? And what you want, mom, I'm going yeah, I'm going to tell you some Greek. B-E-L-T. <laughs> Think about it. We hear, we do. The foolish want to build a Bible study on it. We're still trying to figure out what he means to go make disciples. We should go share the gospel with other people. What does he mean by that? What context is that? Go share the gospel. I know God's up there. I thought I said it plainly. That's why I said children can get it. It's, it's in there. Be like a child. Here only. James chapter 1, verse 22 says this. Got it? Did I jump the scale on you? But the doers of the, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Deceiving yourselves. If you have a theology that you cannot live out in this life, it's a bad theology. If you have a theology that says Jesus and, it's a bad theology. The Bible you read should play out every day in society. Amen. The person that, here's what the lost folks are doing. Those who don't know Jesus. They're reading the Bible. And then they're looking for what's in the Bible out here in life. Amen. But we're just saying it and not doing it and having another Bible study about it versus doing it. They're going to say, I don't need it. Because they know what's not working for them. They just want to see something working for us. Amen? Amen. Not deceiving ourselves. We're, doing, we're not doing anything. If we don't hear and go. One of the biggest churches in the world, South Korean, Dr. Cho's church, his philosophy, he will have a whole conference with people and everyone from America is there. Tell us the truth about church growth. He says, okay, here it goes. We pray and we'll obey. Is there anything else? 
Any other scripture? No, we pray and we obey. And that's what we want in our families, our kids. As single, someone comes to you, single man, single woman, don't look out the outside of the house. Check the foundations. If you're not sure, send them to us. I don't know how Alan got here. <laughs> Lindsay snuck him in on me. It was too late by then. But I don't know. Never mind. I'm just kidding. Love my man here. But I'm serious. You're my child in here. Man, we'll check him out. We'll kick the tires. You don't know John 3.16. You're not living it. You're out of here. Come on. Right? Because you're not missionaries. Jesus is. You're missionaries to the lost, not to your relationships. You can't change them. Amen? So if you bring them in here, and I can see the tires aren't right, do I have permission to, um, okay. Don't be like Lindsay and sneak them under the radar. We love you, Alan. <laughs> okay, you better. Anyway, you're supposed to. It's in the Bible. Anyway. Two types of foundations. It says the rock, which is Christ. And you know that word sand? I call that human effort. Building your life upon human effort. Trying to be good. You see, we can't be good and be saved. Only by the grace of God we're saved. Trying to do things by human effort. Say, God, I'm, I like you, but I'm, let me do it on my own. It's become sand. And then it gets destroyed. That's what human effort does. You build upon Jesus Christ. It's solid. Upon my effort, it's no good. That's what it is. Human effort. But then God does something. I said this is the part where God has a sense of humor. God always tests what he builds. Now I want to help some people here because you've been blaming the devil for a lot of things. And you've got to stop that. Our Father loves us so much. He wants to test how genuine your faith is. He wants to check your foundations. And this was a, this was a heck of a test. It, it rained down, the floods came up, and the wind blew. Man, that is from all areas. You ever felt that way? Your life, is, everything's coming at you from all different directions. And you're like, how do I handle all that? Jesus. Sometimes, <laughs> Jesus, help me. From all different directions. Pouring on you, raising up on you, and it's blowing. And sometimes it all happened in one day and one hour. If it wasn't the grace of God, you'll run out, pull your hair out. Right? I don't have nothing to pull, but I'll just run out. <laughs> and I don't like storms. Boy, I don't like storms. I am a wimp when it comes to storms. I tell you, if my wife wasn't the rock in storms, lightning, thundering, Stuff blowing, going everywhere, sleeping. I'm running around. <laughs> Slept real good. I'm like, do you see the storm? You know, I'm the man full of faith, casting out nothing. She's sleeping. We don't like storms. It's West Texas storms, they swirl around you and beat on your house. And y'all do that too. Maybe I'm the only one that admits it. 
But think about it. Human effort. But look at this. God permits storms of life to come into our lives in order to prove the genuineness of our foundations. He proves. A faith that's proven is good faith. And he'll send different things sometimes, not all the time, just to test out. Now, here's the thing. Your house might blow over, but your foundation is sure you can rebuild. See, that foundation set, if the house is gone, you just rebuild. It says wood, stubble, and hay. If you're building some, some shack and God decides this is not it, I want something better, he'll let you be. As long as you got that foundation on him, it's fine. It's a great thing. Because you got to recognize, folks, God makes a storm proof, not storm free. If you're in a storm now, you didn't do something wrong. Don't let the devil, hey, you, 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 you messed up. You didn't pray enough this week. That's why you were in trouble. It makes you storm proof, not free. Sometimes we say, hey, come to Jesus. Life's going to be better. And you know, your first few months when you came to Jesus, what you thought, you thought you were okay. Then you get born again. Then you start having, oh, man, what I was doing was all messed up. And then you have this, okay, should I or not do it? Should I, should I? And then life becomes a turmoil. Because what you thought was great, the Holy Spirit's checking. That's not good. And you're in turmoil until you learn to recognize the Holy Spirit's trying to grow you up. But when is our best growth time is when there's pressure applied. When there's pressure applied. So he doesn't make a storm free. He makes a storm proof. That's what I like about it. Why? Because the strength of a structure will be determined by the foundation. When 9-11 hit, 9-11 happened in New York, and the World Trade Center got hit. They thought if they took out the World Trade Center, they'll take out all trade in, in the world. They were wrong. But you know that building didn't fall over. It was so hot, the intense heat, it melted from the engines, from the uh, fuel, from the, from the flames. But you know, when they pull all the rubble out, because they built this thing about 10 to 12 floors down, nothing wrong with the foundation. You know, that's like us. We might melt, or have what I like to call a meltdown, but when it all clears up, folks, we're still standing on the rock. Don't look at what you see. Look at what you can't see, which is eternal. What you see now is just temporary. As long as you don't lose your position, you never lose your position on the rock. You might lose some stuff, but not your position on the rock. Same thing. They, we didn't lose anything. Now they're building a brand new one. It's the first one they ever done. They're going to put cement structure all the way up that high so it won't melt again. The greatest thing is they're rebuilding. A lot of us, when we go through hard times, we quit building. I'm telling someone in here today, start rebuilding. Amen. What you put up wasn't proper. Rebuild. So I mean, establish the foundation. And Lucas says you dig deep. You dig deep. And when you get in the word of God, that's where you get deep. Because when you get in the word of God, when I go deep with God, he goes deep with me. 
Because the more I read, you know when you read God's word, you're like, well, that was uncomfortable. He's cutting some things. He's going deep in you. He's helping you out for when the storm comes, because we have to be storm-proof for those who don't know they're getting beat up every single day. So they want to look at you for the reason of your hope that you have. Reason why you have hope, because you're standing on a strong foundation. God makes his billboards for the world. You're a billboard. If you say Jesus, it's more than on your car. If you say Jesus is your Lord and Savior, they want to see the billboard. They want to see the hope. They want to see the joy. They want to see those who say the faith and say, this is going to be okay. No big deal. Been here before, we'll get, we'll get past this. They see you melting with them. It's Jesus' thing. I might as well go to Buddha or something. It's not working for them. Come on now. To be strong. And you are strong. Because the strength of a structure will be determined by the foundation. Now, Jesus is our foundation in the storm. He's also our master over the storm. I love this story in Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. It's an amazing story. Did a lot of work on faith on the island, and Jesus said, guys, let's get in the boat. We'll go on to the other side. Now, again, guys, Jesus said, go to the other side. He promised you a safe landing, not a unbumpy trip. This is what happened. One day he got in the boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. Hey, that is nothing but a promise. God says something on your life, you can believe it's going to take place. If you're in the middle of that journey, don't give up, because there's a promise. So they set out, and they sailed, and he fell asleep. And the windstorm came down the lake, on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. He awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. They marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this? They commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. He is Jesus Christ, the master over nature, the master over healing, the master of the world. He's also our foundation, but he's also master over it. If you're having a problem and you feel like you need Christ, run to him. Don't run away from him. Run to his people. Run to the church, whatever you need. The greatest thing is they didn't have a Bible study. Hey, Caston, man, what does in the Greek mean to be saved? Uh, do we wake them up or not? Wake them up. Yeah. It didn't take much, did it? I'm going to wake them up. I'm not going to have a Bible study about it. I'm not going to go to seminary for it. I'm going to wake them up. I love instant obedience. Oh, not really. They recognized they had a problem, and they knew what the solution was. Think about it. They were in danger. And where do you go? You go to Christ. You go to Jesus. You go to his word. Because hearing comes, faith comes by what? And hearing by what? There you go. You build your faith by hearing. 
You got some favorite preaching tapes? You like that Bible? That's your life. That is more than a lifesaver. That is our life. When you read that, faith comes by hearing. The Bible is alive. Hearing of the word of Christ. And they heard. And they called. And he said, be still. He's master over your storms. And some of you, how many of you feel like you're in a storm right now? Yeah. You're in the right spot. Say, call on the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. That's what it's about. Our foundation and our shelter. Our helper. Don't think it's too small to ask Jesus for anything. But here you gotta make him the center of your life. Because when you become see the center of Jesus and you're on center on center of his foundation, you're on center of mission. You're on center of everything. When you put your life and you center your life on people, as people go, there goes your faith. But then you miss out what the mission says. I recognize the mission on this church. Been here since 1999. Eight, thank you, honey. And so the mission. And you, you're a blessed place because our, all our relationships here in this place, our elders, the, I think we've known Terry 12 years, we know Jack, and we knew uh, Mark for 15 years. Solid foundation of relationships, found a foundation of Christ and his mission. Guys, when you find your people, you find your mission. But when you find Jesus, you find the mission. And storms came and storms go. I love what John Maxwell said. You're either up or you're getting up. <laughs> I'm not going because I got held by his right hand. I'm either up or I'm getting up. That's why I like Rocky movies. He didn't go all the way down. Somehow he found it. But you either up or you getting up. Jesus gets me up, and sometime a friend of mine gets me up. <laughs> I bet you that Jesus, we're dying. Okay, hold on. I'm sleeping. Y'all woke me up. You can do that in your own life if you have faith. See, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in each and every one of you. You don't have to call me for it. Your foundation is Jesus. You just rebuke it yourself and watch the calm come. See, you're believers. You're more powerful than you even know. You're not a Wednesday to Sunday person. You're a child of God. That's why you're still standing now. Some of you have a, his, a testimony, and you'd be dead right about now if it wasn't for Jesus. Share that testimony. Because you're a message. Because you're up or you're getting up. Every head bow, every eye.